0: I love her. She's my favorite on TikTok. I
1: love
0: her. That's what
1: I needed to tell myself this morning because the way I was not I had one foot out the bed and I had to drag my other foot out. Oh my god. It was just it was bad. I grabbed
0: my hair myself by the hair and I just dragged myself You were probably
1: sitting like the little fox. <laughs> just <laughs> Eliana, take off those glasses. Why? Because if you would have gave us the memo, okay. there she is. Anyways,
0: guys, I'm Julie. I'm Diana. I'm Diana. Welcome yeah. back.
1: I have a question for you guys. We're just gonna start it off real strong. Oh God. Have you continuously and consciously done the bare minimum in a relationship or like even in a in a friendship after experiencing like a heartbreak? Because I feel like heartbreaks can be in friendships too. Mm, but
0: definitely. have you
1: like on purpose done the bare minimum? I know I have. To kind of
0: save yourself after from I'm checked the out. Heart- I'm just thinking. (laughs) I think it's easy to do that if you're checked out. But I think, I don't know, the way I'm taking that question is like in a future, like after you just go through like a heartbreak with a friendship, relationship, whatever the case may be, in the upcoming friendship that might come along, do you intentionally do the bare minimum? I think that's a better Mm -hmm. way of just kind of save yourself. I don't think I do because,
1: I mean, you guys know that I don't really hold on to things. Mm -hmm. I don't really... I try not to take my previous relationships into my next ones, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, because mm-hmm. I know how that will affect the other person. I mean, I feel like we all have like relationship trauma, but my little bad habits, I try not to put them on the other person. So I think if I did the bare minimum with someone, I'm not going to do that with the next person. So I guess my answer is no. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'm trying to figure out what you said, (laughs) because I feel like what you said for me didn't make sense.
1: So basically she's saying, like, if let's say you go through a really bad heartbreak. Right. And that person did X, Y, Z. When you go into your next relationship or your next situationship, are you now doing the bare minimum? Because it's like, well, fuck him. He did that to me. So now I'm gonna just do this moving forward.
0: And you're trying to save yourself from any like heartache once again. Yeah. Oh. So you're so, like kinda, protecting yourself. Yeah. 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 So doing the bare minimum this time around so to protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or because sense.
1: you're being petty. I mean it goes either I way. I mean, I
0: don't think being petty would relate to this because yeah, I
1: know people who have done it.
0: To somebody that it's not even like concerning. Yeah. That's because weird. it's
1: just that <laughs> women have that mentality of men like, oh, all men are the same. Like, women who have that mentality will treat all men the
2: same that's and do the bare minimum.
0: Yeah, that's true. But do you think you can relate? I um,
2: I think I can relate more in friendships. Mm-hmm. I feel like if someone's giving me the bare minimum or not really, like, including me or doesn't really think about, like, me or, like, situations like that, then I was just like, you know what? If I can see it and I can feel it, I'm just gonna just do the same thing. Okay. So that's how I feel in friendships. And relationships... I think we all know that.
1: <laughs> I do. What? I agree because I feel like in the past, like you're always a type of friend to go above and beyond for all your friends, like no matter what they're, I guess, giving back. Mm-hmm. But I think it takes a lot for you to be like, all right, I'm gonna start backing off. Yeah, because you just go. I feel the like that mile. is
2: when it starts hurting me. When it starts hurting me, a friendship starts hurting me, or relationships hurting me, then I'm just like, all right, like, because I feel like I have a high tolerance for like accepting things and, and just patience. like and patience. Mm-hmm. For both parties, and then I just feel like okay, like once it, I feel like, and I know it's hurting me, then I'm just like, you know what? It, and then, the hurt plus disappointment. The disappointment. That's,
0: that's what. That's what definitely kills it. But yeah.
1: Oh, that's interesting, Eliana. Um, did you answer?
0: No, I did not. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like her answer before was pretty solid. I like, I'm it was very generic. generic. She
1: just reframed the question. Yeah, I,
0: I just reworded the question. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't answer, but. Honestly, I don't think I've ever been in a position where I had to. I think it's really unfortunate if somebody were to kind of drag that trauma along and like make it about somebody else that it's not even relating. Like they're I don't know. They're, they're not losing at fault. Yeah, they're they're missing out on something that can be great and they're also hurting somebody in the process. Do
1: you think you can relate mm-hmm. to this with family?
0: Yes. I think I can actually. I thought so. Yeah, I could relate to this with family, but when with relationships and friendships, no.
1: Okay, so mm. we each have our I guess little story, but anyway, I just wanted to ask the question. Let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes
0: and gravy. Um,
1: <clears throat> so today we're going to be talking about chemistry, and I mean the actual like chemistry in our brains.
0: Love that. <laughs> you said that so awkwardly. Science was never my forte in school. I'll just... No, me neither. I was just
1: telling you this the other day, how math and science, I was so bad at it. It was mm-hmm. it was so bad. I just... I don't really think about thinking and how things <laughs> you just don't make think. sense. I don't know. Like, I don't know. My wires are just... Anyways, I want to ask another question. Do you guys feel like we find difficulty in remembering moments in our childhood? Um, I feel like with me... I I can only remember my childhood up until a certain point. And it's probably moments that I actually was happy in those moments or, like, you guys know I always moved. Like, I can remember those moments. But from the age of, like, two to, like, nine, like, what the fuck happened? Like, I, <laughs> I really exists. can't go back and think. I could remember, like, I, I can't even remember how people made me feel. Like, for some mm-hmm. reason, that part of my childhood is, like, gone I feel like I'm weird for that.
0: I think I remember, like, bits and pieces. Like, I might remember something from when I was three, from, like, five, eight. Like, honestly, one of the most traumatic moments that I actually was talking about yesterday with my uncle. It happened when I was, like, three or four. Um, he had left me home alone. Oh. Yeah. And then I just remember, like, going, like, kneeling down on the floor at three years old, like, praying, just bawling my eyes out. Like You praying know how some, to pray at three? Girl, I learned that day. <laughs> I learned that day, but I was on my knees praying, like, hands like this, like, just bawling my eyes out. It's like crossed God, crossed fingers for me. God, please don't leave me. I was like, I don't even know exactly what I was saying, but he had left to, like, go pick up my, my parents' son from, like, school. And... He thought I was going to be asleep the entire time, but I had woken up and I found nobody there. So I remember that. And then I remember, like, specific moments that impacted me in some way.
1: Do you feel like you remember moments that didn't actually happen?
0: So sometimes I feel like I do. That sounds crazy. No, because, like, I have very vivid dreams. So sometimes I confuse, like, was this a dream or was this reality? Yeah. And I feel like that happens pretty often. But... Like the specific memorable moments that actually happened, I will never forget those.
1: I remember when um, a ceiling almost fell on me. Did you guys know that? I almost died at the age of two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? And Helen's brother came in to save me because the apartment just came crashing down.
2: That's fucking wild.
1: Yeah, this just got dark real quick anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, <that's laughs> That I do wild. remember, and I was only two, but it's because people have told me the stories, but I actually don't remember like being in that moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I relate a lot to that, but I also remember from my childhood just trying to survive, which is why I think from the day I was born until I think I'm about 12 or 13, I don't remember basically like nothing oh my like God. small bits and pieces. But I remember like nothing. And like people tell me like, Oh, you used to do this. You used to do that. I, 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 don't. I don't like when I was in Peru, I remember a few small things that, like here and there when I was living in, like in my old uh, town, I barely remember things there. Like, I just try to remember certain things and I can't. And then I meet people. They're like, oh, my God, when I was six, I used to do this. When I was three, I did this. I'm just like, I I, I don't remember that. And I just remember just, like, from my early adult, well, my early teenage years until, like, present day, I just remember certain things that, like, I had to just survive. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, just, like, traumatic things I remember. I remember, like, good, happy memories.
1: That's actually a really good point. And while you were talking, I was thinking about something I think. And I could be completely wrong. I'm about to get real uh, scientific here. (laughs) I feel like the reason why we only remember, like, let's say 10 years ago, like 12 to now is because at the age of like 12, 13, we start learning our emotions. We start learning how things make us feel. So I feel like anything before 12 or 10, we were probably mainly happy, I guess, because our happiness depended on other people. So Mm -hmm. I feel like as we get older, we start learning what actually makes us happy, how we're feeling about situations that are surrounding us.
0: That was probably the deepest shit you've ever said. But that is absolutely (laughs) true because I just started thinking back, like past, like before a certain age, like I just remember always feeling like one way all throughout. I never really felt sad. I never really felt insecure. I was just always... Happy and talkative, they called me the Bible for the majority of like my childhood because I would never stop talking and I would talk to anybody. And then past a certain point, I think that's when I started just kind of yeah. talking less and observing more and and whatnot. So
1: when Diana says just, she just remembers like surviving, mm-hmm. that was the that was the one emotion that she felt just surviving and that was up until the age of 12 like she mentioned that you start like learning new emotions mm-hmm. like am I sad am I happy and now what you're doing kind of will make you feel it's like a reflection of you so yeah,
0: I just yes. thought about that. So that was, my you
1: said my you coffee must ex- have a... had some uh, <laughs> some knowledge <laughs> in it yeah but speaking of survival mode let's talk about the very known topic of fight or flight mode which you guys know to this day, I kind of don't comprehend it, but <laughs> I did some research and I I think I kind of get it now. Um, so let's start with you, Diana, since we were kind of on the topic of you yeah. and surviving. <laughs> um, what would you say relates to fight or flight with your childhood?
2: So my childhood until this day, I feel like I've, it's so hard to describe it, but I feel like I've always been like in fight mode because again, I had to, survive. I had to figure out what was going on with my family. I had to figure out what was going on with my dad. I had to figure out what was going on with my sisters. Like, you know, as you guys know, like my older sister, she's went through a lot of things. And like, I feel like some of her trauma came onto me, especially from my parents, because they were so afraid of her mm-hmm. and traumatized by her that they instilled that in me. And then after that, you know, with my dad, you know, he got sick at a very, very early age. I was only, I believe, 10 at that time so he got sick at a very early age and i just remember trying to just figure out like what the hell are we going to do with my dad like what is this what is parkinson's like what the fuck is this Mm -hmm. and then after that progressively trying to see how his disease is progressing and then from there trying to figure out what's going on with my sisters because now it's only it's not my dad anymore it's now me my mom and my two sisters so all of that is literally all i remember And I feel like instead of me trying to like break down or me trying to I guess like escape from my reality, I had to accept my reality, and I had to basically figure out what I'm gonna do in order to help out my family, in order to like honestly be the head of household. That's how I've always felt until this day. I still feel like that. I was gonna
1: say you're still like that. That's
2: exactly how I feel. Even though my mom is, but I feel like it's just like everybody. Girl, you
1: don't live there, and you're still the head of the household.
0: (laughs) You're like junior.
1: <laughs> so that's so, basically fight mode, I guess you could say. I, I
0: guess so, yeah. Okay,
1: because you're constantly just like figuring shit out like on the go. Yeah,
2: I think that's why how it impacts me now. Like physically, like I just feel like siempre estoy like al pendiente de todo. Like I can't like, I can't stop worrying. I can't stop not being anxious. I can't stop being like... i yeah, are uh, always on alert. I'm always on alert. Like as soon as I wake up, like this morning I woke up and my brain was like... Like list, 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 list is like, I have a to do list in my head every single fucking morning.
1: You need like,
0: I don't know. Like the AI. moment I open up my eyes, I'm just like,
2: oh my god, I have so much to do today, and it's only
0: six thirty. You need a gummy. Hell no. I was thinking more logical,
1: like a planner or like I do I a don't planner. Know. She okay. ha-
0: she lives and breathes th- yeah. for it. But a digital planner. I don't I can't know. I can do digital. An assistant. An assistant. <sighs> <laughs> She's having to her share my anxiety. Brain, uh, <laughs> I am.
1: <laughs> I think with me, it's kind of the opposite, even though I'm probably not going to make any sense. Because again, guys, I just don't know what the fuck this means, but it's fine.
2: <laughs> we need a psychologist in here, bro. Like an actually board certified psychologist.
1: Listen, we are okay. We are thriving. Anyways, I think with me, it's the, it's kind of stupid, but my fear of water. For you swimmers out there, mind your business. (laughs) I am afraid of water. Yes, I get into pools. I go into the beach. But literally, my boundaries are just a brick wall. Like, I'm not going past a certain point. And I think with my water fear, it all started when I was, I want to say, 10. I had gone to a beach in DR. You know those beautiful beaches, right? Nice and clear. My uncle was like, go, Julie, go. Like, you got this. You got this. He thought throwing me in the water was a good idea. Never throw somebody in the water. Until this day, people still think that that's cute. It's not. Don't fucking do that. So he threw Mm -hmm. me there and I almost drowned at the age of like 10 or 12. I don't remember how old I was. And I think I've always been kind of afraid of water, but that like solidified it. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, again, it's one of those things where I started like, oh, shit, I'm actually scared of water. It started like around that age. Until this day, at the age of 29, my friends know mm-hmm. I will freak the fuck out. And I think for me, that's, I guess, flight mode because I'm, the, wanna, I, I, I don't think know, that's I don't fight, fucking get
0: it. I, I think that, that would be considered like, fight reacts. and flight mode. So Diana's in a constant state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have certain instances that trigger the fight or flight mode. Obviously, if you're confronting your fear, it's not as, it's, your body's going to react differently to doing something that you're comfortable with. True. So that encounter with water is what triggers your fight or flight mode. So it makes perfect sense.
1: Okay. I, yeah. just, I think it's stupid because people are like, oh, just no, water, but like, no, the ocean is actually like fucking scary. It's
0: fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah. There's
1: a phobia. I don't know how to pronounce it.
0: Touch the T. Yeah. Thalass-
2: I- <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Thalassophobia. Some shit I- like that. I think
0: you have even more of a fear. Like you have even more of a reason to be fearful of water after the whole Titanic. Submersible. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that
2: whole thing. See, I think since I love water, but I think since that day, there's so much shit happening. I'm just like, you know what? There is things in that water. There's
1: Uh, something there. We want to talk about
2: Atlanta. No, that's what I'm saying. I, okay. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm good from afar.
1: Listen, water can literally swallow you whole. Like, I don't give a shit what nobody says. Like, in Atlantic City just recently, some dude almost drowned. Oh, like, shit. the waves just took him. The like current.
2: Yeah, you just have to, like, just, you know, my toes are good. My toes getting the no, water. That's I will good. lay
1: there and roast for hours before I get into some deep water. Deep shit. My favorite <laughs> word now, apparently. But um, I'm actually remembering, Yelena, you remember your birthday? Was it a year or two ago when we went on the boat? Mm-hmm. and i had gone into the water yeah. and i freaked out because i oh. didn't i couldn't feel the staircase mm-hmm. and i ended up hitting my forehead yeah. on like the motor or the I back of the boat bad. I had a big-ass chichong on my forehead. I remember that. And me, because I don't like pain, I don't like getting hurt, I thought I was, like, bleeding. I was like, I'm going to die. And your pride on
0: top of that. you don't Fuck
1: the pride, girl. I really thought that was it. I didn't want to go to sleep that night. I was talking to said person at the time, and I was like, I don't want to go to sleep. Like, what if I die? What if I don't wake up? Like, that was me all night. That's me every day. (laughs) Me, it's just with water. But nonetheless, um, let's move on to Ileana. Um, what would you say puts you in these fight or flight modes?
0: So I think yes, that's a good way of saying it. What instances? Because I don't think I live on a in a constant state of fight or flight. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I'm like just I don't, saying don't think I live. We are not Diana. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think I've mentioned it before in the pod. Just like encounters with my parents' son that like I don't know. There is just so much of a backstory behind my relationship with said person. So like now even to the point of like hearing the name, it it just like it makes my the hairs on my arm stand up. Like seeing him forget about it, my heart's like <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> what the fuck? How does this go? stop that is so oh my god no she said as asmr so i thought i'd do it more but anyways so um yeah just like the bare minimum that he could do it triggers me so that will always trigger the fight or flight mode in me just because i feel like i have to protect myself so now what i do i just completely distance myself in order to protect myself if he's walking in one way i'm walking out the other I do everything to avoid feeling that that's a that's a lot of work though it's exhausting that. that is
2: that's a lot of fucking work like to I mean I get why you like, do it actively. obviously like mm-hmm. more if you're protecting Someone. yourself but the fact that you have to go to like those extreme measures to, like literally just avoid somebody that literally shares your own blood unfortunately to say that but it's just that's a lot that's, it, a, that's, that's a lot that would exhaust me just hearing that just makes, makes me exhausted but
0: it is exhausting yeah. but we got to do what we got to do to survive right we do. We do have to do things
2: in order to survive. But I think, like you know, because there's so much history and everything that you have told me and Julie, and I think I've I've mentioned to this, like I mentioned this to you before. It's like you know, I do feel bad for you, but actually, I think I feel sorry for him and I feel worse for him because he's doing this to himself, and I don't think he acknowledges that. And like I, it makes me feel bad mm. for him. Like it doesn't. It's not. Um, an ex- like a reason it's just an, it's it's not an excuse but like I just can't help like you know what internal things that he's fucking feeling mm-hmm. like what led him to that point but I, I told you this before there mm-hmm. is something that happened to that boy mm-hmm. that literally made him that like no one that wakes boy. up <laughs> sorry no one wakes up or goes through like their adult life. To treat people how they treat them, or to like avoid, or to do whatever that he's been doing. Like there's, I someone is always triggered. Some things mm-hmm. and it makes me feel bad that something must have happened to him that he literally cannot talk about it and, and then it, he fights with it himself
0: mm-hmm. to do that. And that's that fight or flight mode. So maybe he's living in constant fight or flight mode. But what do you think is a reason that somebody d- would decide to stay there? Like say where to stay in that fight or flight mode and not try I to. think It's a matter
1: of the way it makes them feel. So you know how when people say, oh, it hurts so good? Like some people thrive in feeling like they're badasses. Yeah. Right? So whether they're hurting somebody or not, or they can see that they're hurting somebody, they feel like macho man. They feel like whether it's a man or a woman, they just feel superior mm-hmm. to their environment. And I think it's like an ego thing or just they just feel like, oh, this feels fucking good. Like, yeah, fuck him or fuck her. Like some people live in that mentality.
2: I I agree with that. I think what I'm also going to add on to, and because this is something that I've also experienced, is that like, I feel like since you've known trauma and pain and hurt your mm-hmm. entire, since you've been acknowledged or you, since you've acknowledged emotions, since you've been exposed to that, and that's all you've known. Mm-hmm. And if that's something that all you've known Which is, to us, it's like, okay, that's wrong. But to the other person, it's like, no, it's all I've known. It's what I'm comfortable in. It's like, for example, I know this is a fucking stupid example, but God forbid, right, one of us gets kidnapped. God forbid, right? That's my biggest fear. I'm always (laughs) talking about human trafficking. And, like, I'm going to try to make it funny. But, it, but, you know, God forbid it, someone gets kidnapped, right? I've
1: seen so many and instead And
2: instead of getting scared, well, obviously you're scared in that moment, but instead of, I guess, living in that fear, you try to comfort your kidnapper into, I guess, like, luring them into, like, being affectionate. Like, oh, they're not going to hurt me because I'm being nice towards them. Oh, they're not going to torture me because I'm giving them my life story as to, like, you know, why, like you know, what I've gone through. They pay, They probably will feel bad for me.
1: That's sick. Wait, I thought of of a perfect, I was watching a movie, I forget the name. This guy went to all extent to kidnap his ex-girlfriend. So you need to be with me. You need to be with me. And she was like, I'll be with you, whatever you want. Meanwhile, she's in the back all tied up and shit. She's like, I'll be with you. Like, no matter what, like, I'm going to be with you. Like, it's okay. You don't have to hurt me. It's one of those scenarios. Yeah. But in the back of her mind, she's like, I'm out. The moment Mm -hmm. she sees, like, a way to get out.
0: And it's sick, but it's because sick. this is one of my biggest fears, like, since I think it's been all my life, like, I don't know. It's just it's, I hate it. Um, but I always think about, like, certain scenarios and what how I would respond to them. And automatically, my brain always goes, I'm going to submit. I will do what I'm going to submit. Yeah. I'm. (laughs) If you want to kidnap me, I am going to live in that role. I'm going to be the best kidnappy you've ever had. And no, it's true. And then I will like plan my escape from there. I'm not going to give them any bit of like doubt about me. I'm going to play my role. Yo, you're different. No. I mean, how would you respond if your life is literally in their hands? Are you going to fight?
2: I'm not going to respond to that. It's just <laughs> made me very uncomfortable. Like no, something but- inside of me just dropped my ass and I don't this like is, that feeling. Like I
1: don't want to leave here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is like, I don't know, this is the worst case scenario that my brain always jumps to. Like how am I going to... Respond to you this really situation. You really sit at home and think about scenarios like that. Sometimes I mean, my brain is always just running, so sometimes Man, it might I am jump glad to I that. don't
1: think because what <laughs> I are know. you? What if I got kidnapped in a week?
0: What <laughs> like just
2: it just doesn't make sense to me. I agree with Ileana. to a certain extent. I don't know about the whole. I'm gonna be the best kidnapping.
1: Well, yeah, if me. someone has a gun to my head, obviously I'm not gonna sit there and like act stupid. <laughs>
2: See, but. my toxic trait is that I'm a fight. Like of I will figure out a way to get that gun out, and
0: I'll be like, I. Right,
1: Yo, this is American Horror Story 3.0.
0: <laughs> but it's no, this funny. is gang wars. What are you talking about? <laughs> when I watch movies and like, I like like crime movies, like gun violence, whatever. So I purposely like, I, I watch how they respond to like certain situations. Yeah. If somebody has them, I like internalize the movements that they're making, yep. like the punches, the kicks, mm-hmm. where to punch and kick. Yes. So I Ylana's like. that's
1: flying on somebody's shoulders. Are you
0: kidding me? <laughs> I'm not, not mine. Wor- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to climb up that ladder. I'm going to do what I got to do.
2: She I agree with that. See, I agree with that. That's something that my dad told me from a very young age. My dad told me how to fight. Like me and him would do like martial fucking arts. Um, my, no, yeah, dad I'm so would, my dad would be like, you got him here and here. And my dad would like grab me by my neck. And we're like, what you going to do? What you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. But
1: I will fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I can't fight. I'm going to teach you today. I just can't fight. But since we're talking about movies, you guys watch Money Heist, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, And yeah, you know yeah. how in Money Heist, everyone is named a certain country, city, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. So um, I forgot her real name, but the blonde chick with the curly hair. Estacolmo. Oh.
2: Yeah. yeah. What's her uh, name again? I think it's Estacolmo. Estacolmo. It starts with an e. I don't know. I
1: think. Her name is Stockholm. Oh. So you guys know Stockholm Syndrome Stockholm. is an actual thing. Yeah. And it's basically when you decide to stick by somebody that treats you like shit. So in my mind, that's like someone who's like in a DV case and it's like the same scenario. You're going to always submit to them for one, out of fear of getting hurt. And two, because they're they're so unbalanced. Like one day they could be nice, one day they could be mean as fuck. But you live for those nice moments because that's all you know. Like it's really fucking sick in the head.
0: I don't know how we went from our initial topic, fight or flight, to getting kidnapped. But... I think Stockholm was a we perfect segue. <laughs> I think you introducing Stockholm Syndrome, like... I'm telling
1: it's a real thing. Like, oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think I I've ever been in a scenario like that. No. No, no definitely not. I, I know when to get out, but it's just... <laughs> Side eye. But that's a real thing. And, like, domestic violence, I feel like, is, is so scary. Because there can be so many levels of abuse, and people just
0: sit it out. They just chill.
2: Ooh, I, oh, I... Never mind.
0: <laughs> you're just you're just going to let it rock. I feel yeah. like they take the bad with the good because the good outweighs the bad in the their eyes. The benefit of the
1: doubt it's a bitch. Mm-mm. I feel Ooh, like
0: that's something benefit. that you yes. definitely um, You've done
1: it too. We've all no. done it. We're all guilty of
0: it. Okay, yes. But I mean, I wasn't going to negate mine. But... I do
1: it in relationships. You mm-hmm. do it in friendships and family. Diana does it all around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I definitely have done it in relationships, but I mean, as we grow older, we learn that like, uh, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good. And you just exit.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So now that we talked about all our different triggers, we talked about situations where we were in fight or flight mode. We talked about Stockholm syndrome. How do we come above that? How do we get out of that? We're going to keep it there. We're just going to leave it there. (laughs) Stay tuned for part two.
0: (laughs) Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Well, till next time. Well, mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Bye